Fab Lab Podcast Holiday Edition. Happy Gratitude Day, also known as Happy Thanksgiving. Hi, everybody. I'm your host of the Fab Lab Podcast, Aaron Crowley, and I'm thankful to be with you today on this fantastic Thanksgiving holiday. Now, I'm not recording this on Thanksgiving a couple of days before, but if you're listening to it on Thanksgiving, I just want to tell you that I'm thankful that you tuned in and I'm thankful for the opportunity to join you as we look back on our history and consider some things that might be useful to us today. Now, we got some really fantastic feedback, positive feedback from the episode we did back on the 4th of July talking about the battle for Dorchester Heights. We looked at that event during the Revolutionary War. General George Washington led that battle, and we we talked about some leadership principles that really do apply quite well to today. But I'm not going to go down that road today. We're not going to talk about business. We're not going to talk about management. We're not going to talk about leadership. We're going to talk about the subject of gratitude, which probably isn't a shock considering that this is Thanksgiving. But we're going to look at it from, a, I think, a unique angle, the one that's going to be meaningful, one that's going to be actually really positive, something that we can just take to heart and actually apply it to our lives, apply it to our families, and apply it to our futures. And so as I was considering the Thanksgiving holiday and thus the Thanksgiving special edition podcast, I was trying to kind of rack in my brain going, what what did we talk about? What historical event would, would really connect or make sense? And I thought, well, I should probably start by doing a little bit of research on the history of this holiday itself. And so that's where we're going to begin, the history of Thanksgiving holiday. Now, I always assumed it was really originated with the first Thanksgiving. You know, the pilgrims, the Indians, after the first winter when they survived, they got together, had a big feast. They thanked God. They thanked the Indians, they thanked each other, and they had a big feast, and, and they celebrated all the things that they did have to be thankful for. But that really was not the start of the holiday. Um, George Washington in 1789, by a request from Congress, he made a Thanksgiving proclamation, but the holiday really wasn't formalized, federally speaking, until 1863 by President Abraham Lincoln. Now, here's what's interesting about this Thanksgiving Day. When you consider the events that have been going on for about three years, the absolutely horrible, the horrific, the tragic events of the Civil War that had been just swirling for three years at that point, you go, that seems like an odd time in history, maybe the worst time in history, to make a federal holiday thanking God and being thankful for the blessings that they could see. Now, I found that just fascinating, and I think therein lies a principle right out of the gate. Now, I want to read part of Abraham Lincoln's proclamation, his Thanksgiving speech that he gave, and and, and it's really, you know, I'm not going to read the entire speech, but enough of it to get a sense when you consider the events of the Civil War, when you consider the, not to break this down into statistics, but to put it into perspective, Looking at the population, and you look at the, oh gosh, the the casualty rates during the Civil War, population of the United States of America in 1863 was about 31 million citizens. 600,000 soldiers died, that's combined, between the North and the South. So to sort of put that into today's population context, if you will, 600,000 deaths wasn't injuries, that was actual killed in battle during the Civil War of a population of 31 million. Today, that would be the equivalent of having 6 million American citizens die 
in a war amongst ourselves. Can you imagine that? Our population is about 350 million today. So imagine right now if six million citizens in our country had died over the last three years in, in a bitter, absolutely vicious, just horrific civil war that was tearing the country apart, disunion, the, 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 the potential loss of this great nation. Imagine just the divisiveness and how all the tragedy. And yet, in the midst of all that, Abraham Lincoln writes this proclamation. I find this absolutely fascinating. So I'm going to read the first couple of sentences. By the President of the United States, October 3rd, 1863, a proclamation, period. So this is Abraham Lincoln in his own voice, in his own hand, in his own, you know, this, this, these are his words, and, and it's, just, it's just really interesting, the era, uh, you'll, you'll hear that in the way this is written. So, the year that is drawing towards its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come. Others have been added, which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. What he's saying here, I think, is that they've experienced blessings in the midst of all this tragedy that were so obvious that even somebody with a hard heart who didn't want to acknowledge him had to acknowledge it. I'll read on. In the midst of a civil war of unequaled magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to a foreign state to invite and to provoke their aggression, peace has been preserved with all nations. Order has been maintained, the laws have been respected and obeyed, and harmony has prevailed everywhere except in the theater of military conflict. So here again, in the midst of this tragedy, this war, this civil war, Abraham Lincoln is identifying real, honest-to-goodness things that they had to be thankful for, that no foreign power had entered the war on either side. They considered that a major blessing. And that there had been largely peace and, and order outside the field of battle. You know, the country had not descended into anarchy. There was still law and order outside and off the battlefield. So when I, when I, when I read this, and you read the, you know, the, the, the remaining eight or nine uh, uh, sentences of his proclamation, this theme continues. He continues to point out the many, many blessings that were very obvious to him, and I'm guessing the country at this time, that would justify... Now, it seems like a, a paradox. It seems like this is something you could write in the midst of that kind of circumstance during that time, but yet... He consciously identified the many, many, many blessings, the many things that the, you know, that the country had to be thankful for, and he proclaimed a national holiday, a day of thanksgiving, where the nation stopped, took stock of the things that they did have to be thankful for, and they, they celebrated that. And so what does that mean for today? Well, I find this interesting because we can all find ourselves in circumstances that, you know, at a glance or, or in the midst of them seem overwhelming. They seem tragic, and many of them are. They seem uh, uh, so terrible and so tremendous that, you know, there's no possible way we can, we can see the silver lining in the cloud. But I think that this demonstrates, I mean, there's, there's not a circumstance in the history of our country that equals uh, the magnitude of, of the Civil War and just how terrible that was for the country for almost four solid years. 
Now, the, the fact is that many of us are going to go through sustained periods of difficulty, uh, tragedy, uh, uh, problems, and things that just seem like they're never going to end. And, and that's really the, the point at which I want to transition to sort of the next part of this podcast, this episode, as we look at this topic of gratitude and being thankful. Because you know, this is an account from you know about 150 years ago, and, and there's a lesson here to be learned that even in the midst of tragedy and horror and war, there are still things that we can be thankful for. Same thing is true today. So let's fast forward to today. Let's get out of the Civil War, the historical context, and let's you know let's, let's fast forward to 2019. Neuroscience is this fantastic field, this this wildly expanding realm of science right now where every day it's like growing exponentially, the understanding and just the unbelievable power and complexity of our brains. And, and the study of neuroscience is just incredible. There's even studies, I did a search for the neuroscience of gratitude. Would you believe there have been extensive studies on this subject. So let's bring this forward to today. Does being thankful in the midst of difficulty have value? Does being thankful, finding things to be grateful for in the midst of sustained problems and difficulties in our lives, is there a place for that? Well, the fact is, studies are showing that there is unbelievable power and benefit in the act of being thankful or expressing gratitude. So I did, I read a study by the Wharton School of Medicine or Wharton School of Science on the neuroscience of gratitude. Very, very interesting. So when you look at the the chemical makeup of our bodies, of our brains, and, and they've discovered a couple of really interesting facts about how our brains work when we are grateful, when we express thankfulness. And it transforms, it has the power to actually change our current experience. And so I would say, well, I'm going to look into this, I'm going to talk about it a little bit, but I would say absolutely that science supports today the same thing that Abraham Lincoln, I think, must have understood 150 years ago, that there is profound benefit from not just speaking, but writing down the things that we're grateful for. So we're going to talk about that real quick. So there's two aspects, two scientific aspects to this neuroscience of gratitude. The first is, and they're both chemical related, they're they're, they're related to the chemical makeup of our brains and how they function under different circumstances. And so number one, dopamine, I'm sure you've heard that phrase. So when you express gratitude, their studies have proven When you show gratitude, when you express gratitude, when you become conscious of things that you're grateful for, our brains actually release dopamine into our bloodstream. And it's like a, it's a feel-good drug. It's like an actual chemical reaction that occurs in our bodies that actually makes us feel good. And the natural response of our body is when we experience something good, it's like, oh, I want more of that. It's, It's how we're wired. It's how we're made. And so the same thing is true. It triggers positive emotions within us, within our minds, and it actually can, it has been proven to make people, make us feel more optimistic and it it, it essentially enhances successful behaviors, things that are actually going to improve those situations that we may find ourselves in. So it's like a self-contained transformative reality that when we express gratitude, Dopamine is released out of our brain into our bloodstreams. It makes us feel good, which improves our moods, actually puts us in a more optimistic frame of mind, 
that allows us to then improve the performance. It allows us to face the things that we're facing, overcome obstacles, achieve goals that we've got in almost every area of our life. And so that's that's the first aspect of this. Now, the second aspect is related. It's another chemical that exists within our bodies. It is released by our brains, but it's under a slightly different manner. Serotonin, another chemical. Now, here's the interesting thing about serotonin and how it works. In, in, in the way the study explains it, when we reflect, which is to say when we meditate on things that we're thankful for, not just like when we recall it's a fleeting memory or, or just a, a passing, um, you know, a, 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 just, a, just a, a momentary blip where we, we acknowledge that we're thankful for something. This is more um, sustained, in a, a reflection, a meditation, or the act of actually writing down. It's proven when you reflect and meditate or when you write down the things in life that you are thankful for, once again, the brain releases this chemical, and this chemical is serotonin. Serotonin functions very much like the dopamine. It actually is a mood enhancer. It actually has the power to, to, to counteract depression chemically within our own bodies, and it allows us to be basically develop more willpower, develop more motivation to face things where we might accept defeat. We may lay down and just hope that things go away. But when we take that time to actively dwell on the things that we do have to be thankful for, and maybe or write those things down, it actually has a neurological, a chemical effect to our bodies that improves and enhances our experience and our performance and our ability to press on during those difficult circumstances. And so it's just so interesting. The study goes on to show that, you know, as they learn so much about how habits are formed, and oftentimes it's bad habits and addictions fall into this as well, where we habitually uh, gravitate towards certain behaviors, certain thoughts, actual pathways are formed in the brain. And that's why a habit becomes easier and easier to fall into. It's because these thought patterns are actually basically like ruts in a road. They're actually imprinted onto our brains. And so those those neurological firing, um, you know, the, the, those circuits get formed and those, 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 those pulses that just run right down those tracks. Being grateful, expressing gratitude, being thankful, consciously working through these exercises actually can begin to reform or, or essentially redesign those circuits in our brain where we might have developed habits of being pessimistic. We might have developed habits of defeatism or giving up or, or seeing things from a very negative perspective. When we begin to consciously identify and, and meditate on the things that we do have to be thankful for, even in the midst of all kinds of difficulty, those circuits can actually be, in a sense, rewired, which then over time it becomes, which over time allows it to become easier and easier and easier for us to think more positively and, and over time to really ultimately become more successful human beings, more positive human beings, the kind of people that other people want to spend time with. And so this act that, you know, we, we, we sometimes just get focused on the football, focused on the feast, focused on the food, the friends, the family on Thanksgiving, and the fact that we don't have to go to work on that day, I think we might have missed the actual act of being grateful. And I'm not talking about like when my grandma used to, we'd go over for Thanksgiving 
and she wanted everybody to say one thing that they were thankful for. I mean, that's nice. It was always kind of awkward. It was always kind of embarrassing. Me and my brothers would always kind of snicker and laugh and try and come up with something. And we would do it to please my grandma. And not to say that that doesn't have value, but on a whole different level, understanding the neurological impact of being grateful that we're able to understand now because of science and because of the development of this study and of this field, it really truly is a practice that we should be adopting, that we should be consciously implementing, consciously uh, integrating and intentionally you know, making a part of our day, of our week, of our lives to be grateful. Now, I... Um, I'm not going to encourage you. This is Thanksgiving. This is a day to rest. This is a day to reflect. This is a day to spend time with people. So um, I, the, the part of me thought, well, it would be interesting for me to write down uh, 10 things that I'm thankful for. And I opted not to do that. And I opted to just basically conclude this Fab Lab podcast, this special edition episode, this happy gratitude day or happy Thanksgiving episode with, with a simple thought. I want you to know, fellow fabricators, fellow stone shop owners, fans, friends, followers of the Fab Lab podcast, I want you to know, in the context of this conversation, how much gratitude I have for your participation, for you showing up and listening to these episodes. This, this has been something that has brought tremendous fulfillment. This is honestly, it's the bright spot of my week. I look forward to this more than I look forward to any other aspect of my work during the week, and I want you to know how grateful I am for the opportunity that you have given me when you tune in here to listen and, and to provide all the feedback that you provide us you know, over the weeks and months of the podcast. I just want you to know how much I appreciate it and how much I am thankful and how much gratitude I have for your participation in this podcast. And so, ladies and gentlemen... I just want to wrap it up with that. I want to just wish you an absolutely fantastic and wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. And I encourage you to reflect on this and maybe even uh, not just reflect on it, maybe even write down some of the things that you're thankful for so it can positively impact your life. So ladies and gentlemen, until next time, happy Thanksgiving.